When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to On the Preds with me, your host, Alex Darty of A to Z Sports and also Sean Smith of A to Z Sports. We are here today to talk of Preds hockey on September 5th. It is Labor Day. We are still a ways away from, from hockey, from real hockey. We don't even have a training camp date yet, but we are here anyways. Sean, how's it going? Going, going pretty well. Uh, pretty exciting week coming up at the uh, Smith House. So just buckling up, we got uh, the boys' first big hockey tournament this weekend in St. Louis. So, Oh, that's right, yeah. So we've got some hockey going on uh, in between seasons uh, in a lot of ways for uh, across the board. I mean, it's like pro and youth hockey all, all over the place. Yeah. Um, so, but we are here, and it is Labor Day. We are going to talk about something that is just kind of off, off the beaten path and kind of fun. And we are going to discuss bad Twitter takes. Um, Sean and I came up with this because we saw a couple things. I mean, I, I know I saw something recently, and then uh, Sean had a couple in the bank ready to go for uh, for bad Twitter takes. Maybe this will be a recurring show that we do every now and then because there's enough of these out there that like we can't, you can't really like you have to just kind of keep up with them. Like it, there's there's no way to, to catch all of them as they come through. And so we need to kind of like collect them in a basket and then open the basket every now and then and just take a look inside. Yeah. And if, if you're out there listening and you're, you're thinking like, I've seen a bunch, Hey, save them and send them to us. We'll put them yes. in the bank and talk about them. It's, and I think the funny thing is part of the nature of covering, covering sports, at least at this point in time, is that a lot of it happens on Twitter just because it's, it's easy to get information out quickly a lot of people know to go there, but the, the problem you run into is when you do end up having to spend a lot of time on Twitter, you're exposed to a lot of a lot of really <laughs> odd takes from people. So um, and it's it's funny because I think you see a lot more during the season, whereas a lot of the offseason stuff is just commentary about how the offseason's going and who is or isn't doing a good job or things like that. But sometimes it can get pretty intense and pretty brutal with the things that people are willing to put out there. Yeah, and, and for the record, for this one, we're, we we went back to, to not necessarily just offseason. We're talking about bad Twitter takes about the Preds or about Preds players from uh, from a while ago, or, or or just you know ones that we just kind of happened to think about. And um, also, if you do find these, uh, we are not exempt from having bad Twitter takes, Sean and I. So feel no, free not. to share those as well. I didn't look through my own Twitter to find one. I mean, I'm sure they're there. I'm sure Sean's ha- Sean has some. But my point is, we're not trying to sit on high and no. point at the at the peasants and laugh. We are we are we are here in the muck with the rest of you as well, and uh, yep. are known to throw feces at ourselves from time to time. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure if you look back, you don't even have to go too far. You'd find a few for me. So, so I want to start with this one, actually, because this is one of the ones that kind of got uh, me thinking about this uh, in terms of why we're doing this one today. And that was, um, I don't know how this popped up. I think it was just on my tweet deck. I just have Preds in there. And uh, uh, someone had commented on a Sportsnet tweet that was about which NHL team has the best fans. Always a always a hot take factory there. And this person, whose Twitter handle is Cup Champs Samo, so I'm guessing they're an Avalanche fan, said Preds fans don't even know what hockey is and can't fill an arena for a playoff game. Hmm. So a uh, lot, lot of badness in that one. I mean, obviously, for, technically speaking, it's not right because the Predators had the second most, in terms of percentage, second most attendance last year, and then fourth most overall in terms of raw fans. And it, even if you account for the 55,000 that were at the stadium series or the yeah stadium series game, um, they still are like to eighth or something. Even with even if you take away like those extra forty thousand fans that were allowed in for that one game, uh, right. so that's just not right. I mean, like it's just incorrect. Uh, there were plenty of fans at the playoff games. The atmosphere is different. I will I will agree with that. But that, who I'm talking about the atmosphere, he was literally just saying fans in the seats. So, well, and and I think another big part of that too is that they say that Preds fans don't even know what hockey is. Where do you think that comes from? I mean, I think I we can point. I don't understand how people well, still make, that, make that. I mean, here's the thing: like you could make that argument about literally any fan base. There's probably some Canadians fans that don't know anything about hockey, but go to the games because that's like a huge thing to do in Montreal. I know that might be that might sound controversial or a hot take, but I guarantee you it's true. It's I, I mean, there, there are there are unknowledgeable fans in every fan base everywhere. Well, and you don't have to be like some kind of hockey almanac or some kind of, um, yeah. you know, hockey, uh, gosh, you know, someone who knows how I all remember, the plays should go down and everything. I remember it, it seems silly. I remember there was one, uh, there was one, one game. This was like maybe six, seven years ago. There was a hat trick at Bridgestone Arena. A, pre, a Preds player got a hat trick, but the way it was, it, the, the way it happened, it was, um, the player was on two goals, and the third goal was like a tipped goal that they didn't award yeah. until later. Right. Or, or maybe I'm misremembering it. It was something like where – think. Go ahead. I think the second goal had been credited to someone else. I think if you were watching it at yeah. home, you knew what, what was going on. But you know if, if you were in the arena, was it Sissons? I want to say it was Sissons or maybe Craig Smith. I don't think it was Sissons because his hat trick was in the the, the Western Conference final. I, I think everyone knew that one. I think that was his only hat trick. But it, 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 but Craig Smith is a good a good person. It could have been Craig Smith. And so like yeah, it was like the second goal was credited to like James Neal or something, and then later given to Craig Smith. But you know people in the arena didn't know that. Um, no. And then the third when he got the third goal. And then there was no, there were no hats thrown on the ice, even though it was a hat trick. Yeah. You know, on the on the broad TV broadcast, they're like hat trick for Craig Smith, and no one's throwing hats. All these people were like, they don't know anything about it. They don't know what a hat trick is. They don't know anything about hockey. So that kind of stuff happens. But I guarantee you that would have happened in Detroit too. Like that would have happened sure. in Toronto if they didn't know if the fans didn't know it was a hat trick, they wouldn't have thrown. You know what I mean? Like that could have happened yeah. in the fan base. Well, I think I think it all goes back probably to this. Uh, 
there's that there's that fun tweet that always comes out and it shows where the uh, Tennessean put out the uh, rules of the game thing. Yeah, that um, thing. Yeah. And everybody likes everybody likes to point at that. And I think what's hard is I think about like you know I've got kids 2014 or 15 something like that. Something like that. I'm yeah. I'm looking at it. I'm trying to see, but the date's not popping. It was up well. It. it happened a few times. I mean, obviously they did it back when the team first got here. But the one I remember I mean, is what? I think 2015 because the Predators were back in the playoffs for the first time since 2012. Yeah. So it had been what one, two, two. You know, it, it was the thir- three seasons since they'd been in the playoffs. And I'm sure right. that whoever that was that wrote for the Tennessee and hadn't was not here in 2012. So they were like, oh, yeah. this team's going to the playoffs. We need to tell people what the playoffs are. Well, I think I think the biggest issue for me is I think about you, you talk about, you know, growing fans or growing the game in an area. And I mean, you want that to happen, but you, you can't just expect someone to suddenly come to games and know everything. At some point, they've got to have a basic understanding. I remember my first hockey game, someone had to explain what icing was. And I mean, I don't feel yeah. bad for not knowing that at all. You hear it called and you're like, well, what does that even mean? What's right. what's wrong with that? You, you got to have somebody explain it to you. you you've, been, you've been to Titans games, right? Yeah. Or I guess Titans is the, the biggest team in the area. You've been to football games, yeah. specifically yeah. Titans games. How many people around you at the games, do you think are like fully knowledgeable, know every player, know what, no, no certain penalties, no situations. I would say like half is a pretty good guess. And maybe like 60%, maybe like six out of every 10 people around you are like really into it. They know the players, they know all the, all the stuff. I mean, that's made us being conservative, but let's say it's six. That means that there's like three or four people around here who don't know anything about football. They don't know anything. They don't, they don't, they're just there for the party, man. They're just there for yeah. the environment. So I, I think that's – you can make the argument in every in every sport. I know people people think that because they know a little bit more about the Titans or they know more about football that, like, everyone else around them does too. They don't. They just – they, they yeah. really don't. Most of them – some of them are there because it's, a, it's an excuse to drink during the day. So – A lot of them do that. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> – Every game I've been to, there's been some pretty intense and, uh, partying going on. And there are so. definitely people who go to Predators games because it's stop number one on the night of a very long night downtown in Nashville. So, yeah. big time. Yeah. So, all big right, so let's go to another one. You, you, you uh, give us a tweet that you found. Okay, one that I really enjoy, and this is this is kind of a two-parter here because this this is someone who has uh, provided a lot of really interesting information we'll say information over the years um and it's uh, it's twitter user at that crazy caniac different from at crazy caniac totally different person um but this was uh when the predators were awarded the stadium series a while back and it was harder to find it was something along the lines that started off with a tweet that was f nashville and tampa this game should have been carolinas which was it really kind of provided this idea that that this, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes deserved this game. Nashville didn't. Tampa Bay certainly didn't. Um, and that they were robbed out of something. And, and when you kind of push this this fun little character a little farther, um, we ended up with all of this information about <laughs> the infrastructure of the city, the the building projects that were going on. In Raleigh. And, and how in yeah. Raleigh. Yeah, that, that Raleigh, North Carolina was was just going to be 
the absolute pinnacle of modernization and ease of transport in, in the cities um, in it that Nashville couldn't even keep up. And we got maps um, with yeah. multicolored, uh, you know, codes, uh, red is projects under construction, blue is projects starting construction within a year, green is approved and finalizing plans, yellow is proposed. And this was supposed to make us all feel like, gosh, our city, Nashville's just, nobody wants to come here. It's just falling apart. They're not building imagine, anything at all. Yeah. Imagine like if I was um, on, on Twitter or Facebook or something, and I was bragging that my, that my, my girlfriend or my wife was like hotter than yours. And I just, and I, and I was like, yeah, no, I, I promise, man. My wife, my wife, girlfriend is hotter than yours, man. And I just like went and just drew a picture of a woman and just said like, here, look how beautiful she is. Look, she's, she's gorgeous. And was like, this is what I mean. Look, I'm so, this is my proof. That's what this yep. dude did. He went and drew pictures on the cityscape of Raleigh and said, look how much greater our city's going to be. Like this guy's a lunatic. And he jumped in, he jumped into the conversation about the global series too. That's how, that's when yeah. I saw it. That, that's where and, this came from was, was which from is the, also that was from weird the global because series. That's, that's not even happening in Nashville. No. <laughs> it's so, not even happening in the United States of America yeah, or North that guy, America. That guy's pretty bad. The, the, that crazy caniac. And it is fun to pick on other fan bases. And I, I sure. do think the Carolina one is a particularly bad one, like in terms of Twitter. Um, well, I will, and I, my, go ahead. My guess, my guess is that if, if you ask the, you know, Hurricanes Twitter fandom at large, if this was a rational and reasonable person to engage in discourse with, they would quickly, quickly yeah. say no. So Probably. I'm not, I'm not too worried that this is representative of the entire fan base. There are fan bases on Twitter that are uh, just like a, a, a cesspool, and, and I would say Carolina is one of them. Um, I, I, I just, I know it might be recency bias, but Carol, Colorado's is pretty bad. Um, I'll tell you one that's actually sneaky, kind of entertaining is Chicago. Chicago's pretty entertaining. They got a lot of, they got some pretty funny people up there in Chicago. So, um, I, I mean, they're, they're pretty good at it and they've had a lot of experience with like, you know, bragging rights and all that stuff. Dallas and St. Louis, and I don't really care. Minnesota, I don't think they have the Twitter up there. Um, probably actually, not. that's not true. There, there are some people in Minnesota I really actually respect and like, so. Well, there's a lot of hot dish up there. I know that. Yeah. Okay. I have one. I have another one here. Let's go to some okay. like hockey decision related stuff. So. Okay. This one, uh, and this is this is maybe a bit unfair, because it has a lot of. Whenever you talk about trades and hindsight and such. But um, there was this take from Ad Hockey Robinson, Cam Robinson, who is a. Very well-known, uh, like, scout person thing for elite prospects, I believe. Uh, this is from August of 2020. And it, it says, remember when the Preds traded Kevin Fiala for Mikhail Granlin straight up and swallowed the extra $4.5 million cap hit? Yeah, that was not a great idea. I found this one because, uh, number one, that trade was bad for two years. There's no doubt about that. Kevin Fiala was incredible for Minnesota. But where does it look like now? Mm. And the whole purpose of trading Kevin Fiala for Mikhail Maryland, if you recall, was because 
Kevin Fiala was three or four years away from being what Mikhail Granlin was when they traded him. Like he right. wasn't there yet and they couldn't get him there. So it was an upgrade in terms of hockey um, production for Nashville. And the extra cap hit got swallowed because eventually Granlin took a pay cut to stay in Nashville. Guess who didn't take a pay cut to stay in Minnesota? Yeah, exactly. Kevin Fiala. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I'm just saying, Kevin Fiala, part of trading players is because you think maybe you're not going to keep him around. That's exactly what happened. They, tra- they, they had a feeling Mikhail Granlin would be a guy that they could keep around. Maybe that's, maybe I'm stretching it a little bit there, but I do think that that trade, in hindsight, it's a very strange trade to litigate now because, boy, for two years there, it was bad because Kevin Fiala was just a menace for Minnesota. But you can't ignore – it doesn't end there. I mean, it doesn't change that, you know, when Kyle Granlin's still around and, by the way, a huge piece of the Predators right now. So there you go. That's a good one. I think <laughs> I think it's funny that, that people want to say things – about, you know, they obviously won this trade or the trade looks really bad and and trades are a lot more than what happens like the day after the trade. It's what happens down the road. And I think that's why, you know, you, you, you can look back on those trades and say, okay, so maybe it looked bad at that moment, but when we look at it in the bigger picture, you still have Mikhail Granlund contributing to this team, being a, a huge asset to the team. And what's, what's, what did Minnesota get? Um, when Kevin Fiala signed with the Kings, nothing. They had to let him walk. Oh, that's right. That's right. They had to let him. They didn't get anything in return, so they didn't. They, they couldn't replace him with anything. So they got a collect collective. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Collectively, all together, they got uh, 215 games out of Kevin Fiala, 186 points. That is excellent production. That's double the production. Sure that he had in Nashville in uh, just about the same amount of time. And uh, yeah, he was very, very good, uh, but now he's, now he's gone. So, um, all right. So let's move on. Do you want to do one more years? Yeah. Let, I, I found this one. This was, this was from back in May. So, you know, what was going on then and it's from an account called uh, 303 hockey, which is an avalanche fan site, I suppose. Um, but they, <laughs> If you recall, um, Matt Duchesne was being booed very heavily by the Avalanche um, fans there in Colorado. Um, uh-huh. And, of course, they're telling him he sucked. And I think he, I think it was, you know, Duchesne was scoring goals or something when it happened. But <laughs> someone took this opportunity to say, Ryan Johansson deserves more boos than Matt Duchesne. Just saying. That guy sucks. And he's a clown. Oh, yes. So I, I don't know what the – know i don't know what the problem there is yeah um yeah there are a lot of there are a lot of avalanche fans I, you know, part of me was like why did the avalanche fans even care about the nashville fan base i mean it was so so clearly not going to be a very long series I went into oh, it no. going up against the worst goaltending situation in the playoffs i mean it was just like it was it was very weird to to to, to get like that but i don't know it, it's whatever um before we move on to the next one, I want to talk about Relax the Back. Um, and uh, here's the thing. If you want to live better, feel better, and sleep better every day, you need to check out Relax the Back. One thing that I love about Relax the Back is that they have a variety of different options for the different things in your life. Working at the office, 
just relaxing at home, sleeping at night. They have all of it. Um, ergonomic office chairs, zero gravity chairs. They're all, all of them designed to get your spine in the right position so that you can work better every day, relax better when you're sit back, sitting back watching football on the weekend or hockey at night coming up here soon. Um, and then for sleep options, they've got the Techno Gel, which is a, a really, really nice um, substance, I guess, whatever you call it, that, that, uh, that gets, your, gets your back in the right position and sturdy enough so that when you're sleeping, your spine is doing exactly what it needs to do. Uh, they've got wedge systems and posture pillows for getting in the, in the right position as well if you're a side sleeper, which I am. Um, but if you just got to check it out, you got to go to Relax the Back, the store in Green Hills, 2020 Glen Echo Road. Uh, they've got a sleep page, sleep agent on hand every day. You got to talk to Glenn. He owns the store and ask him about the four pillars of wellness, healthy sleep, healthy body, healthy work and healthy mind. Okay. I've got, I've got another one here. Okay. Uh, and then I, well, there's, there's one that there's one Twitter user here that I, that I'm, I'm going to bring up that I think you have a tweet as well. So I'm going to save it, but this okay. one is someone, uh, Someone who's been in, is this person following me? I think this person might follow me. Uh, no, okay, they don't, never mind. Um, Alex Sears, you heard this person? Mm-hmm. Well, Alex Sears has the uh, misfortune of being one of many people who were doubters of David Poyle protecting Tanner Janot in the expansion mm. draft. And in, in a reply to the, one of the tweets about it said, I don't get the love for Janot. You know who else played well in the playoffs and then fell back to obscurity from which he came? Freddie Goudreau. Surely there was a better option there. I'm cool with the others. Talking about the other people that are protected. But so this is not necessarily to pick on Alex here, but this is sort of a, a catch-all all these people that jumped on and said, don't protect, why are you protecting Tanner Janot in the expansion draft? Uh, boy, that was unwise. <laughs> yeah, that's, that definitely, and, and you know, I think it's funny because that's not, that's not the worst argument you can make, but saying that because it happened to Freddie Gaudreau, yeah. it's going to happen to Tanner Janot is, is probably not the best reasoning behind it. Um it certainly didn't turn out to be true. We can say that much, right? The, the other thing is it wasn't just – he didn't just get hot in the playoffs. Like, he he um, he played at the end of that year, and he had, let's see, seven points in 15 games. Like, he was playing pretty well, like, towards the end of the year. And then, he, then he played in the playoffs uh, and was really good against the, what, the Hurricanes, though, there was? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Hurricanes. But – uh, yeah, so the Tanner Janot thing, like, I mean, th there weren't that many people, but there were enough people to where it was like, and it was more mostly people who were who were just who wanted to see the team protect Kelly Arncroke. And, you know, I, if you wanted someone like Kelly Arncroke to be protected, Tanner Janot is clearly better than Kelly Arncroke. Like, it's not even, I mean, just eye test, just watch the two. Like, he's just... He's, his ceiling is higher. His skills are better. He's bigger. He's more physical. He's like, he's just like, they're not even really comparable. So it's like, why would you not protect this dude who's cost controlled in an RFA versus this guy who had $2 million left on one, one year? So, I don't yeah. Know. 
think I think I think they made I think the Preds made the right call on that one. Yeah, for sure. I would say. All right, what you, you ready for another one? Okay. So and this this is look again, not not to pick on this one person individually. I think we all kind of made comments like this over the summer at some point. But uh, here's one, um, and it's it's a tweet that uh, is introducing an article. But it's it's uh, at Max Greenberg one seventy six says it's no secret, it's no secret that the Preds are greatly botching the Philip Forsberg situation. Um, summer was interesting. We'll say that summer was interesting for a lot of reasons when it came to the predators. Um, we, we kind of went into the off season with a, uh, comment from David Poyle that, that tried to take a lot of the heat off of John Hines saying that this wasn't John Hines fault. It's his fault because he didn't get him the personnel he needed to get the job done. And so that kind of fell to David Poyle setting himself up to have to have a pretty good offseason or to really feel like he's on the hot seat. So I think the longer that things went on this summer without any kind of movement or any kind of positive sounding um, resolution coming coming to fruition for a while there with the Forsberg situation, you know, I think that that made it hard for a lot of people to to trust that it was going to happen. Now, um, it seems like once the uh before the ink was dry on the contract that everybody was really happy yeah um in that all of those times when Poyle said he's they're close but not close enough um that he was actually telling the truth yeah and that like he said both teams wanted to get a deal done and that they actually did um so you know maybe that's the product of a lot of uh um lack of faith or trust or doubt or whatever it is in, yeah. in the general manager of the team. But uh, that ended up looking like everybody came out pretty good, except for people who said the Preds were really making a mess out of it. So, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to give Max a, a get out of jail free card here. Be, and here's why, because, if it, look, if you go on Twitter and you are just farting out noise all day and you just like, it, there's nothing, it's no substance what you're doing. And it's just like madness. Then, then you deserve to be called out. But if you put pen to paper and you actually compose a take, you write it for a, for a website for whatever, as even if it's bad or, or not just writing, but like like if you do a podcast or whatever. you do a podcast or you write something or you you do something other than just tweet, you know, 240 characters, whatever it is. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of a break. Now, it doesn't mean that you're right and it doesn't mean the take isn't bad because it is. But I, I will allow it in this case because, you know, we've all been there. We've all been writing stuff and trying to get people's attention and trying to get a trying to get a headline that works. And I think that's I think in some ways that's OK. Uh, I think he was going on some information. I, I looked, I did look at the article. I think mean, he was going on information that was a little bit old, maybe not old, just uh, incomplete. He's going on some information that was incomplete, as a lot of us were. I mean, we were trying to build a, a case for why this thing was happening without really the full story. Um, so I'm going to give Max a little bit of a break, but this next person, I'm not going to give a break at all. Okay. And that would be good old 501 Broadway, Smashville's oh finest. Boy. 
Okay. You got one from this one, right? I do. Okay. <laughs> well, mine is, I hope this is not the same one, but, but mine is, is this thing that happened back in April where he, he or she, I, I, I think it's a he, right? I'm pretty sure it is. I think, I think, I I, I think I've DM'd the person. I think it is a he. Pretty confident in that. And basically, there's this tweet thread about how there hadn't been much Twitter activity on the Preds yeah. for the last one to two years. That's what this is. It says, if you've been on Preds Twitter for a while, you've noticed there hasn't been much activity on here in the last one to two years. A lot of heavily followed Preds accounts have not been active in recent years. And then does this whole thing about trying to explain why, something about Bally Sports, the fan base isn't happy, mentally checked out, the pandemic franchises priced out common fans which is true i don't know what that is to twitter because twitter's free <laughs> um and then he says something about jared stillman i don't really know what that is but uh i just did not understand what in the world this was about it, th- this didn't make any sense to me because here's the thing like twitter like facebook and, and instagram is an algorithmic based social media platform it puts into your feed now what you typically want to see so what this probably means is that Smashville's Finest was spending a lot fewer time looking at Pred stuff and and more time looking at other stuff. And so Twitter just decided to not put it in your feed as much. This happens. This is what happens with YouTube or, or, or Facebook or Instagram, like I mentioned. Like this is just – this is the way the, – the beast. Uh, I have not noticed any decrease in the amount of if, – if anything, it has gone up because there are so many people covering the team now in in, in – in many ways, some media road looks different, but like there's a lot of people who just have Twitter accounts that just put out stuff, you know, put out interesting content or, or maybe not as interesting content, but at least it's something. Um, yeah. So I did not understand this. Do you remember when he, this happened in April? Yeah. And it was, I remember it because everybody, everybody got their feathers all ruffled up about it, including <laughs> myself, because. I, I seem to recall that account just being some kind of nonsense account back during the cup run, probably run by a teenager or something. Um, and now he's, he's grown up a little bit and he's like, Oh, I'm going to write about the Preds again. And he wasn't welcome back with uh, open arms and not everybody loved him immediately and thought he was hilarious. So he probably got his feelings hurt, decided that it couldn't have been his content. It had to have been that, you know, Twitter just wasn't as active anymore. That's my guess. I don't know. But yeah, I think so. There's there have been a few people that have dropped off, and sure. uh, I think there's a couple people. I mean, a couple people just don't even work with the Preds anymore. I mean, that right? Know, that's and for whatever reason, those organizations have not um, filled anymore. And this was before you know Bingen left the Athletic too. So like that's that's even more of a of a whole. I mean like. Bingen, he was a, a big Twitter voice for uh, for Nashville Predators fans. You know, like that's that's something that happened. I, I would say Martell and even, even Bradford now, like uh, not being sort of on on the day to day of. Uh, right. I mean, not that they. I mean, they tweet out occasionally, but like you know, not. I think they're they're not as they're not as active on it. Like they, they by by choice, no. like they're 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 choosing to do other things. So, and that's great. I mean, I, I'm happy for them. So, anyways, I, that was just so weird. It was weird. But I'll tell you, that's not the last we'll speak of Smashville's finest. Let's go to it. What do you have? What else? Okay, so here's 
Here's a fun one. And I, I didn't want to go back and, and, and find the sort like what this was in reference to, but it's got to be one of two things. It's probably got to be one thing. It says, I'll never understand chanting, you suck after a clear goal. Now, I don't know if there's one of two things that could be going on here. One, um, you know, we're talking about telling the goalie that they suck after the Predators have scored on them or yeah. telling the refs that they suck after they overturned a challenge or something like that. Either way, I mean, why, why do you think people chant that the refs suck or that the other team sucks? If you just had to name, you know, in, in, a, in one sentence, why do people do that? Um, Even if it's a good goal or it's a clear goal, like why – why do you think the entire crowd starts telling the refs they suck? It's just a, a vocal reaction. It's like booing. It, yeah, it's fun, right? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, right. I mean, you, you go, you're going to a, a hockey game. You're there to be entertained. You're there to see some excitement. Um, you're supposed to react. It's like when you go to a movie and uh, something funny happens, you laugh. When you go to a hockey game and something happens to your team that you don't like, you're going to lash out at someone. It might as well be the refs, right? Yeah. I mean, that's why a lot, like you said, there's a lot of people at sporting events who go because uh, it gives them an excuse to drink during the day. There's a lot of people that go to sporting events because it gives them a, an excuse to tell somebody they suck without getting any kind of retribution for it, right? Right. Seems yeah. silly to question that for me, but what do I know, right? Yeah. Well, um, there's a lot of people who don't like the, the, the you suck thing anymore. And a lot of people who don't like the, well, of course there's the banners and the statue, um, the Pecorino statue that's going to be up there soon. That's an interesting one. A lot of people don't, there, not a lot. There's, there's considerable, there's too many people out there. I think that, that think that the Pecorino statue is a, is a bad take. I think it's, I think it makes perfect sense. Um, I don't really have any more, but I, I know that you had one that came from Facebook. You want to talk yeah, about and the, well, you know, it's fun. The Facebook, uh, Facebook group's a lot of fun. Of course, we, we got to make sure that everyone knows that uh, Justin Bradford is the uh, the creator of this group. Um, they're 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 his children. He's got to take care of them. Although it's always fun to see how they react to things. But but here's one, and what I like about this is it's from back in January. Um, and yeah, it's Jimbo Watson. And it, it, the reaction is, we look like crap. Puso is absolutely destroying us at goalie. Please pull Saros and put, and put in Riddick for the remainder of the season. Fire Hines while at it. Oh, man. Yeah, if you what get a it, lot of fire. Finding a take that Saros needed to be benched this last year, that takes some doing. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. And I brought this up when we were talking about this. I, I feel like Jimbo Watson is an invented personality. Mm. I don't think this is a real person. Maybe not. Or if it's a real person, it's just like a, it's an act. Because if you've been on that Facebook, Twitter group or Facebook uh, Preds group, you've probably seen more than once a Jimbo Watson post, which is just the, um, it's like the text post, right? It's like a block with text in it. And they're always just outrageous takes. I mean, they're, 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 they're nonsense most of the time. I mean, sometimes stuff about moving the team, sometimes stuff yeah. about firing like the best player, uh, sorry, cutting the best player, firing the coach, like after, you know, one loss or whatever. 
there's a lot there's almost too many i just feel like maybe jimbo watson is a is a character hmm a rascal huh a real knucklehead no no no, not not that i mean literally someone who is like constructing a character of, of a person like it's probably a fake name i don't know what the facebook profile is but like i'm just saying I, just, just a guess it's just it's too outrageous it's too hard to believe that someone could I'm actually scared to look it. i don't know <laughs> well i mean you know there are a lot of people with some pretty intense reactions and there's always there's always the possibility that it's just theater you know if anyone happens to know jimbo watson or is it jimbo watson or jimbo wilson uh, let me look really quick i can tell you i can give you that information it is jimbo watson Jimbo Watson, okay. And yeah. I, I don't have the uh, sorry, I'm getting a phone call. Uh, I, I don't have I don't have the, the Facebook thing in front of me, but I I remember the name and I remember seeing a lot of just takes that were just like there's no one some no way someone thinks this. My my I'm putting money down that it's a fake person. And potentially, yes. If anyone has any information about Jimbo Watson, please come forward. If you are Jimbo and you're listening to this, please send us uh, a, a utility bill of your re- at your residence, driver's license, uh, <laughs> some photo ID of some sort to prove you are who you say you are and prove that your takes are genuine. Tell us what you think the Predator should do with John Hines. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure, man. I'm going back through and just looking at all of his tweets here and – well, he has I mean, tweets? they're they're not tweets, but his messages on the okay. on the uh, <laughs> either <laughs> time time to pull Ingram and put in Riddick. Um, let's see, Preds and Preds get in six games. Going to even going to even get the shutout tonight. Calling it Riddick's going to bounce back and prove everyone he deserves a starting role. Last night was a fluke. I stand with Riddick. Um, I stand with Riddick. Preds players couldn't walk and chew gum at the same time. Absolute embarrassment. Um, Those sound hmm. pretty normal. Like was normal Justin thing. Bradford a former player or something? Seems kind of an important fella here in this group. I remember that one. I remember that one. I remember that one because I think we talked to Justin about that and made fun of him for it. Uh, uh, that one's great. That also makes me think like that person... <laughs> That person's not a serious person. That the person doesn't know anything about what's going on. Maybe. Or it's an act. Probably right. Or, or it's an, an act. act. Yeah. So, We've yeah. got to get to the bottom of the Jimbo Watson thing, but we will have to save that for another time. Uh, we will close yeah. up the bag of bad Twitter takes for now. We will open that bag back up at some point and uh, take a look around. But uh, in the meantime, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> right now, uh, Sean is just showing us more Jimbo Watson takes in Riddick we trust and uh, why does why does Yossi have a C on his jersey that's one of the one of Jimbo Watson's take Jimbo Watson's take anyways um, you can check out all of our hockey coverage at azsports.com uh, Sean and I both have written stuff on there recently go check it out uh, in the Predator section and uh, we will be back next week with more hockey and more bad takes including more from Jimbo Watson I'm sure uh, <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Alex31 and follow Sean on Twitter at FCSNSH. 